also. Quick quick shout out to the boy Dave for hooking me up with the Saffron's pay-per-view chair. Definitely recording the podcast from the chair. Again, thanks again, man. I appreciate it. Uh, what's up, everybody? Whale Talk Episode 9. And we started off with Monday Night Raw, which uh, wasn't a bad show. Uh, it was fading a little bit towards the end, but it kept my interest. Becky Lynch is kicking off Raw with Seth Rollins. It is the match of Becky Lynch and Seth versus Andrade and Selena Vega. I was actually look, kind of looking forward to this match. I thought this match could be pretty cool because I really wanted to see Andrade go one-on-one with Cien... I mean, Doi. Andrade go one-on-one with Seth Rollins, but this is actually not a bad match. It got some time, too. Um... It's elimination, which I thought was kind of stupid because, like, they made an elimination, but I'm just like, okay. Because Becky eliminated uh, Selena pretty quickly with a tap out. But then I'm like, it's elimination, so Becky can't come in and fight Sien after that. So, uh, Sien and uh, Seth have some pretty good exchange back and forth. A lot of good near falls, man. They always got me. I really thought Sien was going to get it. I actually wanted Sien to win. I feel like he needed to win more than Seth. But since it's elimination and Selena Vega has been eliminated by tap out, she, uh, Becky Lynch is now standing out there and Selena Vega is watching. Uh, Seth does a spot where he hits his dives outside, but then comes out Lacey Evans to distract Becky Lynch after she already beat Selena Vega. Uh, Lacey and Becky start fighting at it. Seth tries to control her. It's a great spot. Which a fan, an older lady, I would say, uh, Lacey Evan drops her hat and Lacey Evan tells the fan to pick it up. And the old lady actually like picks it up. I think it's an old lady or an old man. They pick it up and I just thought that was kind of funny. It was kind of off the side of the camera. But then after that, we come back from the commercial break and we get one-on-one Seth and Sien. But what more can I say? Great match. Uh, good spot here where Sien goes for the three amigos. He's about to hit the last one. And Cien switches to a Falcon Zero. Uh, hits a draping double stomp. Because you know every Spanish person must hit the draping double stomp. The backstabber. And the three amigos. <laughs> but that was a really cool spot there. Uh, definitely want to see a whole one-on-one program with these guys. I'll tell you that. Uh, Selena Vega ends up getting involved. Hits a spike her Karana on Rollins on the outside. Becky sees this, dives on Selena Vega, takes her out, starts beating the crap out of her. Sien comes in to break it up, uh, and he accidentally runs over Becky because Becky actually moves Seth out the way. Seth gets really pissed off. He starts going at Sien, uh, brings him back in. Sien hits the double knees in the corner for a near fall. I really thought he had it there. Selena tries to get involved again, but to no avail. But this is a pretty good match. Uh, Seth Rollins ends up winning by hitting the stomp. Then we got Paul Heyman coming out, looking at Seth, kind of laughing. Basically, they're, they're trolling again with Paul Heyman, which I like that. Basically, Heyman says, I guarantee Brock Lesnar will cash in on Extreme Rules. It is a spoiler. Or am I fucking with you? He even says, you got to take my word for it, but you don't know if I'm joking or not. Which I thought was kind of cool because he's like, Trolling both of them. Uh, they announced Strowman and Lashley in a last man standing match for Extreme Rules, which I'm actually pretty excited for. Uh, we get our two out of three falls match of the night. The Usos and The Miz versus The Revival and Elias. And uh, you guessed it. 
two on a three falls match. <laughs> it's got to be a two out of three falls match. But I actually like this match. It wasn't too bad. Uh, it was at least a little different other than giving us more of the same shit with Elias. Also, Shane McMahon is trying to pick a tag team partner for Roman Reigns. He actually goes back there. And he uh, finds this trash guy who's apparently the best uh, trash guy in the world. And then we get finally get to our tag team match. Two out of three falls tag team match. Usos cut a little promo here and there before the match. Uh, first fall goes to the Revival with the Shatter Machine. They hit the Shatter Machine on Jimmy for... Uh, so it is now 1-0. Oh. Uh, after that... Elias ends up getting chased down by Miz to the outside, and then Elias ends up dipping. Elias leaves. He's just like, screw it. So he leaves the revival out, out to dry, which I thought was stupid. I'm like, why would Elias leave if the revival got the first fall? And they're actually, like, winning. I'm just like, you're just, uh, that's dumb. But it is now a handicap match. It is a handicap match for the second fall. The Revival versus uh, The Usos and The Miz. Uh, Miz comes in, hits the scroll crushing finale on Dawson. It is now one-to-one. -one. Uh, the Usos come in, hit a double super, stick, super kick on The Revival. Uh, suicide dive on Wilder. Uh, Jay pins Dawson. Three count. The winners, Usos and The Miz. Uh, it, it was a good match. I I don't understand why Elias had to leave. I actually wish he would have just stayed because this match actually was not that bad. So it picked up. Again, the revivals and Uso never seem to disappoint as usual. But I thought it was kind of weird, but eh, at least it's not another loss for, I'd say the right team won here, I would say. Uh, more 24-7 recap. Uh, Drake Maverick, you know, explaining how he took the title in his honeymoon. He's bringing his wife back to Raw again. I don't know why. I'm just like, by the way, Drake Maverick's wife. Jesus Christ, man. My boy's got a lucky little hornswoggle. Basically, Maverick is hiding out, and he's telling his wife, hey, don't worry, we'll figure this out. Uh, she finally tells him, hey, we might have sex tonight. He loses his mind. He yells out, and it leads all the jobbers to chase him down. Uh, the return of Rey Mysterio being built up first, and Rey Mysterio is doing an open challenge. Uh, Rey comes out, says, hey, I'm better than ever. Yeah, so Rey comes out, he says, I'm better than ever, I'm doing an open challenge, I don't care who comes out. And uh, I was hoping for like a surprise, kind of like Buddy Murphy. Even Aleister Black would have been a pretty cool choice, but... Uh, I actually liked who they picked. They picked Big Bob Lashley over here. So Lashley comes out unscathed from his attack from, you know, Strowman. And he ends up beating Rey Mysterio in about like two, three minutes. It was crazy. Lashley beats the crap out of this man. They actually had a good little match. I actually wish that match was a lot longer. Uh, Rey Mysterio hits 619. Lashley no-sells that bitch. Gives the man a big spine buster. Hits the ropes, boom, big old spear. I love Lashley's spear. He has one of my favorite spears with the little twist at the end. Lashley then goes to throw Rey Mysterio over the LED board in the entrance ramp, but they won't let him. Then he throws him to all the referees that gathered up. Uh, Lashley then says, I cannot wait for Braun to come back because I'm taking your ass out in the last man standing match. Good stuff here. Definitely making Bob Lashley look at like the fucking man that he is. Uh, that nickname ain't no nickname. My boy is a real certified badass. I'm telling you, Lashley could go for a title, man. I actually feel like he could. 
AJ Styles with the club backstage. We're talking about how they're going to take care of Ricochet tonight. It's going to be Big Doc Gallows versus Ricochet. Uh, one of the interview girls, Charlie Caruso, says, Hey, do you have anything to say? AJ's like, nah. Uh, we get a rematch between No Way Jose and Cesaro. We actually get uh, entrances this time. Uh, Cesaro chases down the conga line. Jose tries to get at Cesaro, but he ends up botching. It looks like he slipped on his way out, but... They, they saved this. Zaro beats the crap out of him. And then we actually have a little match. Zaro uses his anger. I like this whole thing. Zaro is just an angry son of a bitch, man. He beat the crap out of No Way Jose. European uppercuts. Fucking gut wrench over here. Mini swing. Tapped him out with the sharpshooter. I do like that Zaro actually uses the sharpshooter to win a match. Because he's got a pretty good looking fucking sharpshooter. Uh, but that was good. Uh, good for Zaro. Hopefully he gets uh, getting more wins. Street Profits backstage again, so I guess they are coming up very soon. They're basically building up the pay-per-view, you know, shelling out the show, you know, the network, Extreme Rules, blah, blah, blah. So I thought it was kind of funny. Not harmless stuff here. Montez Ford, man, this guy's charisma is off the fucking roof. Dude needs a fucking chill pill. He's going to definitely be a star, though. Uh, they were recapping the Maria and Mike Canellas thing. So Maria is, like, backstage, and she's like, Nigga, <laughs> I want ice cream and I want pickles. Mike is like, huh? <laughs> so Mike has to run out and get Maria ice cream and pickles. And then she mutters, who taps out to a woman? She's just disgusted by her own husband. Like I said, I have no idea where this is leading to. But after tonight, you can kind of guess. Because basically Maria later on tells them with the, are you the father of my kid? I'm just like, oh no. So they're doing maybe like. She slept with someone else. Maybe they might debut with someone. Like, damn. They're really making Mike Canales look like a fucking jobber. I'll tell you that. But I'm not going to lie. The storyline sadly has me interested. Uh, R-Truth and Carmella are looking for uh, his baby backstage. Jobbers pass by. Uh, R-Truth takes the wrong way. And okay. The Viking Raiders, the War Raiders come out. They are scheduled to have a matchup next. Versus a bunch of jobbers. Basically exactly what you think. These jobbers get the crap beat out of them. I love seeing matches like this. I love seeing squash matches. Don't get me wrong. When it's like enhancement talent. Like Triple H does this a lot in NXT. It's good stuff. Like they just did it with Bianca Belair last week. But I love this. Like legit. They started off with. um. Oh my god. Their new names are so fucking stupid. I don't even feel like using their new names. <laughs> It's a uh, Eric. Eric comes in, hits one of my favorite moves that he does, where he does his like deadlift backbreaker, and then he switches it over to a deadlift gutbuster. Then he switches it over to a fucking power bomb. Uh, Ivar comes out the with a big splash at the end. You know, gets him up the whole ordeal. We're squashing these dudes. Uh, fucking the hit Thor's hammer for the win or the Viking experience. The elevated power slam, Thor's hammer. They hit Thor's hammer for the win. Pretty much a beatdown. A bunch of the jobbers come out. Uh, they end up taking out Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins with a sick fucking senton in a corner by fucking Ivar. R-Truth is looking at the Viking experience and he's just like, nah, he just dips. He wants none of that. And then we are getting Ricochet versus Doc Gallows. Basically, Ricochet says, I know where this is headed. Uh, I'm probably going to have to fight all three of them. We'll take it from there, basically. He knows what he has to do. 
a stupid bullet sound effect is backed on the beginning of the Ricochet's theme. I thought we let it go. Because, you know, he's a Ricochet. It's like, Alex for Black is creepy, so we're going to give him the creaking door. So, yeah, it's going to happen. We get Big God Gallows versus Ricochet. Uh, impressive as Chokeslam by Gallows. I, I love Gallows and Anderson. They're one of my favorite tag teams, especially in Japan. But, yeah, big, big, big ass Chokeslam to Ricochet by Dog Gallows. I thought that was cool. But Ricochet ends up making quick work of Mr. Gallows himself by uh roll-up attempt. And boom, one, two, three, we get it. AJ's pissed off. And he's like, you know what? Fuck you. You're fighting big Carl Anderson. They blew it here, man. Like, Carl Anderson is so underrated. Go watch Carl Anderson versus Goto at the finals of the G1. Go watch Carl Anderson versus Shinsuke Nakamura. One of the only people to have a pinfall victory of Nakamura back in the day. Carl Anderson is extremely fucking overrated. These guys could have had a great fucking match, but... No, they kind of just do a little thing, you know. Carl Anderson's beating him up for a little bit. Ricochet makes a slight comeback, and he wins it cleanly. He beats Carl Anderson cleanly with the 630. Oh, that annoyed the crap out of me. But as soon as he does, AJ's on him like a pit bull. AJ starts beating the crap out of this dude. Hits him with a sick brain buster. I kind of hope that's AJ's new signature. He used to do that move before in uh, TNA and New Japan a lot. I love that brain buster because AJ has such a snap to it. So, hits the brain buster, puts the thumbs down, hit him with the magic killer. He's about to give him the avalanche clash again, but he's so weak, and he just lets uh, Ricochet drop, which I thought was cool. And he basically says, hey, Ricochet, I'm going to leave a little piece of you. I'm, I just want something left so I can take you out. But he basically says, if you don't stand down, I'm going to keep beating the crap out of you. Ricochet, you know, it's fine. Your baby face gets up. AJ comes in. Boom. Phenomenal form where the club holds him. Good stuff here. Good stuff. Uh, definitely love Eel. Heel AJ. Definitely love the club back together. You can get so much mileage out of these guys like that. Even AJ, you get more mileage. Uh, backstage, Drake Maverick comes back to his wife. R-Truth and Carmella pop out the boxes that his wife was sitting on. Uh, Bailey's backstage and she's like, what the hell is going on? Uh, Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre find a janitor and they're like, hey, you want to make $5,000? Be Roman Reigns' partner tonight? You don't have to do anything. But they said, you got to know how to get yourself a lucha mask. Which I thought was kind of funny. I actually like the whole find the uh, Roman Reigns' tag team partner thing. So yeah, the janitor's in. He just has to wear a lucha mask. Beat the clock challenge. It is a Bailey versus Nikki Cross and a beat the clock challenge. Uh, Bailey has to take on, um, fucking, um, oh my god, I can't believe I forgot her name. Uh, I am an idiot. Sarah Logan. Jesus Christ, when you haven't seen someone on TV in forever. So it is Bailey versus Sarah Logan in the Beat the Clock Challenge. She has to set the time. Uh, Sarah Logan was really fucking impressive here. Like, um, I like Sarah Logan. Uh, I, I do miss the Riot Squad, but even though the team made no fucking sense, but I actually like Sarah Logan. Uh, her look changed a little bit, too. She looked pretty great here. Uh, she's been having some killer matches on main event from what I keep hearing. So, stiff ass fucking... Like, she was beating the crap out of Bailey in this match. Got a good little six-minute, uh, five-minute match. It was actually not a bad match. I don't know why the crowd was chanting CM Punk or chanting Boring. Like, this was actually a hard-hitting, like, 
women's match, which I actually enjoyed. Uh, I love the elevated fucking headbutt. She hit that shit looks. I don't know how she does that without cracking her skull open. Uh, some good stuff. Uh, Bailey ends up winning it though with the sunset flip on the bottom turnbuckle, which I'm just like, so is that a finisher now, Bailey? What's going on? <laughs> that move is just really dangerous. I honestly wouldn't even want to do that move, especially when she used to do it to like Sasha and shit. So yeah, Bailey wins with five minutes to spare. Uh, five minutes. Nikki Cross comes in and she starts going in at Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke starts running around the ring. She's like, hey, it's a beat the clock challenge. All I got to do is survive to the five minutes. Uh, Nikki Cross makes short work of Dana Brooke, though. Beats her in about like three minutes with the spinning neck breaker. Uh, now, Nikki Cross gets to pick the spe- speculation match. Stipulation. <laughs> the stipulation for Alexa Bliss versus Bailey. She makes it a handicap match. So basically, she says, hey. I'm going to make sure Alexa wins this title. Uh, Bailey doesn't like that shit. Hits her with a Bailey to belly. Top, uh, macho man elbow from the top. So basically, no matter what they try, Nikki cannot get talked to. She is an idiot. But we're probably going to get the big turn where Nikki Cross is just going to like lose her fucking mind and kill Alexa Bliss, hopefully. So yeah, Mike Canellas comes back. He brings the pickles and the ice cream. And Maria is just completely disgusted with him. And she tells him, I don't even know if you're the father of my baby. So basically, I guess it's going to lead up to who is the real father of Maria's baby. Backstage interview with uh, Corey Graves stirring the pot between Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins. Cringy stuff here. I honestly couldn't care less about this dynamic of them together. Seth Rollins is one of my favorite wrestlers in the fucking planet, but I want nothing to do with him and Becky Lynch together on TV. Like, nothing. Uh, Street Profits hyping up the promo again. Uh, pretty funny part where uh, Montez Ford is asking um, Angelo Dawkins, yo, who do you pick to win the match between uh, Baron and Seth? And he goes, Baron Corbin. <laughs> and he just stays man clear and he just says, like, nah, I'm playing. Baron Corbin's mother <laughs> wouldn't pick Baron to win the match. I'm just like, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, main event time, it is main event time. It is Roman Reigns and Greg the Janitor versus Drew McIntyre and, uh, fucking, uh, the best in the world, Shane McMahon. Uh, gay, uh, a gay, <laughs> great heel work by Shane. Uh, I like how they introduced the janitor. Uh, as soon as I saw the janitor... I thought that was cool how he was limping in, but as soon as I saw this fucker move, man, I knew exactly who it was. I guess two people, but right away by when he hit the springboard kick, I thought this was a cool little spot. Match starts. Roman comes in heavy. Big clothesline. Samoan drop. Superman punch. He's trying to end this as fast as he can. Uh, he accidentally tags in Greg himself. Uh, Greg comes in by McIntyre forcing him in the match. And then he hits a flurry of offense on Shane McMahon tags in. And Shane's about to bully this man. But he hits a fucking springboard clothesline on Shane McMahon. Uh, hits a springboard plancha. Fucking uh, hits some crazy offense. Hits a beautiful dive in the outside. And as soon as I saw him in action, I'm just like, it's fucking Cedric Alexander. I just had a feeling. I really hope this leads to something with Cedric Alexander. And boy, did this man take a sick claymore. Cedric took a Claymore and somehow did a shooting star press in the middle of getting hit with that Claymore. That was great selling. Like, it made that move look so dangerous. And you could tell he legit got hit because he was bleeding out of the mouth when he was done. (laughs) 
Uh, I thought that was really cool too. After the matches, McIntyre basically won in like three minutes. McIntyre, uh, Roman took the mask off him, and, and you if they actually reveal it's Cedric, and they're like, "Yo, Cedric Alexander." Him and Roman dab it up, and they're just like, "Yo!" And you could hear uh, Cedric saying, "Hey, dude, I tried." I really hope that it actually leads to Cedric doing something, finally doing something in the main event scene. But Raw was not that bad. It had a couple gimmicks here and there, but it actually was pretty entertaining. But shit, let's move on to the rest of what we got to go. There's a lot of wrestling to talk about this week, man. We got Raw, SmackDown, NXT, uh, Fight for the Fallen, the uh, fucking Extreme Rules, and fucking Evolve show. Whew. Gonna be a long one. All right, SmackDown Live. Uh, it was a it was a decent episode of SmackDown Live this week. Uh, opens up showing the whole Dolph Ziggler Kevin Owens thing, which was actually not that bad. It was actually pretty good. Uh, Shane McMahon is backstage for an interview. She asked why she can't. They canceled the Owens vs Ziggler match that was taking part tonight. And basically, he's like, we can't have Kevin Owens behaving like that. He has other ideas, other ideas for the main event. Kevin Owens comes from the crowd, and he takes a life bike, and he starts going in again. Owens to talk about how he watched the McMahon family promise change, and the only thing that's happened is Shane getting more power and more TV time. Uh, the, he just keeps yelling, basically. <laughs> he says, this is the biggest crap you've ever seen. Shane, com- Shane comes down the ramp and tells him to cut his mic. Owens has called him an idiot, grabs another mic. Owens talks about how Shane disrespects every performer, past or present, when he calls himself the best in the world. Owens says it makes everyone sick. Owens everyone says everyone in the back and Shane himself could kiss his ass. Uh, Shane wants Owens stopped. Owens goes on about how Shane takes up all the TV time. Where we could be seeing people like Ali, Buddy Murphy, Apollo Crews, Oscar, Kyrie Sane, and others. Uh, he's leaving to the uh, crowd. Uh, the crowd starts chanting, "Thank you, Owens." This was pretty cool. This is a really good little shoot promo he cut. I was like, "Hey, someone remembers Buddy Murphy? <laughs> that guy's a thing." But this is actually a good promo. I really like what they're doing with uh, Kevin Owens being kind of like this crazy man right now. With the, you see, Kevin Owens has a baby face like this works. You know what I mean? Finn Balor versus Shinsuke Nakamura. See, I actually got pretty hyped when I saw this match. I was like, oh shit. They remembered Shinsuke existed. Uh, before the match, we got a pre tape promo of Balor praising Nakamura. Where he's saying, you know, Nakamura's the shit, he's the best. <laughs> Uh, but this was actually a pretty good match, and they got a, they got some a lot of a good a lot of good time here. But to the end of it, uh, both of them make it back in the ring before a nine count. Nakamura tosses Balor back onto the floor. Nakamura delivers a big old Kinshasa to the outside, puts him back in, beats the crap out of him. Another Kinshasa to the inside. One, two, three, done. So Shinsuke gets the non-title win. So we can assume he gets a title shot. At Extreme Rules now. Which I'm like, this is a great way to bring back Shin. Uh, Finn ain't doing nothing with his IC title anyway. He defended it like twice or three times that I could think of. 
Shane McMahon, Elias, and Drew McIntyre are backstage. Shane promises to make Cedric Alexander paying for what he did on Monday Night Raw. Uh, They talk about, you know, how they're going to beat the crap out of Roman and The Undertaker. Elias says he's been working on the perfect funeral song for The Undertaker. Dolph Ziggler interrupts and says he's not happy with Shane taking his chance to beat up Kevin Owens. Shane says he has a different opportunity in mind. And he books Ziggler versus Reigns for tonight. Shane says they will be all out there to support Ziggler. Which right away made me think, I'm like, why the fuck is Drew McIntyre helping Dolph Ziggler? When uh, they had their big little feud and, you know, McIntyre called him a useless piece of shit, basically. But this is WWE. They just forget everything in two seconds, so. See, a promo package leads to Samoa Joe and Kofi Kingston. Joe better take that fucking title, I swear to God. Time for the contract signing. Uh, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I really didn't pay attention to this. Uh, basically, they signed the contract. You know, it's a two-on-one handicap match. Uh, Cross said that Bliss isn't using her. They're back to the same bullshit, so. They're going to be co-champions, the first ever. And I'm like, you guys are not the first ever champions. Co-champion. I thought Lake Cool was, but. So we we get a match between Carmella and Nikki Cross. Uh, Nikki Cross hits by hitting the purge. Uh, cleanly, too, which I'm like, nice. Uh, the announcers discuss the feud between the Kabuki, the Kabuki Warriors and the Iconics. Can I just see them both on my TV? That would be nice. Uh, Roman Reigns got an interview backstage and he says Dolph Ziggler's not ready for him. He's a big dog. Uh, We go to the ring for the tag team title summit. Uh, Biggie and Xavier Woods come out first to get on the mic and talk about uh, tonight's triple threat match. Uh, they quickly get interrupted by Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Bryan says the fans are booing him, but they should be booing the New Day. Bryan makes fun of them about their stupid jokes and all this stuff. And for not taking their title shot seriously, because, you know, Bryan is a serious wrestler. Uh, heavy machinery comes out. Tuck ass, says there's no party like a blue carter party. And we got a match between Otis, Daniel Bryan, and Xavier Woods. And I actually like this match. It was something fucking different, which I like to see. Again, anytime I get to see Woods wrestle, it's good because this dude is man good. And of course, it's Daniel Bryan, one of my favorites of all time. So, uh, but Bryan rolls off to the apron to avoid the pin. Bryan super kicks Otis down. Brian charges Woods with a running knee, but Woods turns it into a gut buster. Uh, Brian rolls to the floor. Woods and Otis trade shots. Otis hits a big old fucking slam. One, two, three. Otis gets the clean win, which is kind of cool. Because, you know, you build up Otis as being something special, hopefully, later on. Because this guy's got the fucking charisma of a god. <laughs> this guy's this just nothing but pure charisma. Uh, Ember Moon exchanges words with Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. Basically says... They told Moon to find a tag team partner so they could wrestle next week. Alistair Black is backstage. This has been some good stuff with uh, Allie. Uh, Alistair Black is in the backstage. They're doing an interview to reveal his opponent. And there's an empty chair there. And he's like, I knew no one was going to show up. Cesaro sit down. My boy got the suit back. Cesaro sits down. He's like, I want to fight Alistair Black. 
Alex Trebek is very happy, and we're going to get one-on-one Extreme Rules, which this match has the potential to be the show stealer, man. Like I said, Cesaro is legit one of the best wrestlers in that fucking company. But he just gets no respect. And Alex Black is pretty good. So, definitely a lot of good potential here. Roman Reigns versus Dolph Ziggler. And, uh, oh my god, it's exactly what you expected. I'm going to tell you that right now. Every Dolph Ziggler match, my, my boy goes for the zigzag. He misses the zigzag. Gets up, spear. Uh, but they they had the benefit of Drew and Elias all trying to help Ziggler. But Kevin Owens runs in, hit the stunner on Shane. Rain takes Ziggler to the back of the ring. Boom, one, two, three, spear. And that is SmackDown. Uh, SmackDown was okay. It was, it was all right. Uh, triple threat match was pretty good. Shin versus uh, Finn was awesome. Good to see uh, Shinsuke back. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Cesaro getting revealed as Alex the Black's opponent is pretty cool. Because at least it's something different. So I'm like, ah, I can fuck with that. I can fuck with that. Now we're doing SmackDown. Time for something really good. NXT. NXT review started off with Io Shirai addressing the crowd after her heel turn. Uh, she's got the whole Black Spider Clan from Lucha Underground look going again. When her and Kyrie were over there. But she came down to the ring. She stood there. She got big ass heat, though. I was shocked. She got booed to existence. Just a bunch of EO suck chants for a while. EO takes the mic, says she doesn't need any friend, and she doesn't need any of them. Drops the mic. That's it. Done. Looking like a snack, by the way. Oh, my Lord. I was like, EO, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Velveteen Dream starts dissing Roger Strong. He held like a little press conference thing that was funny and he was asked about Roger Strong calling him out. Dream claimed that Roddy got a few lucky a few weeks ago and he's not ready to experience a dream one-on-one. Looking forward to that. Roddy's underrated. Velveteen's on a fucking roll, so that's good stuff. Damian Priest uh, squared off against the greatest name for a fucking jobber I've ever heard in my life. Blanco Loco. Bruh. Fire. (laughs) If his name was Kyle... Kyle the Blanco Loco, I would have been hyped. <laughs> I thought it was fucking fantastic. But, yeah, pretty simple stuff here. You know, Punishment Martinez, Damian Priest, very, very big on this dude. I have been since his Ring of Honor thing. And then he was a little spit in New Japan. He had, like, a couple matches in New Japan, but still remember his debut with Goto, which was a great fucking match in New Japan. But, yeah, Damian Priest came out, you know, uh, started off calm, cool, collected, got mad, big ass fucking clothesline, really kind of messed it up in the beginning, then he ended up just repeating the spot, hit the cyclone kick, followed up with the rolling neck breaker, please change your finish, the crossroads is not working, you're like almost six foot fucking ten, why are you doing a crossroads, use the choke slam, do something, but overall, I'm very excited for Damian Priest to be doing something. Jordan Miles, a.k.a. ACH, in the NXT Breakout Tournament versus BOA. Uh, BOA is one of the Chinese recruits from the Performance Center. Excuse me. But he actually uh, did pretty good. He's a really tall motherfucker for being Chinese. He's huge. Uh, He's got some um, MMA slash uh, Muay Thai training. So a lot of good kicks by him. But this was a pretty good match. A lot of good charisma by ACH here. Had a little Naruto jacket on him, but 
Uh, good stuff here. I actually liked uh, both guys pretty good. Uh, ACH has always been pretty impressive. He just doesn't really get a lot of respect, so... My boy hit him with that Destructo disc fucking in the corner. He has a uh, spinning clothesline. He calls it Destructo disc. It's made me pretty hype. But uh, ACH picks up the win with the 450 splash. And he breaks up. He advances to the next tournament. Next round of the tournament. I'm actually loving this breakout tournament. I wish they could do more of these. This is pretty sweet. Like, you just see a bunch of, like, guys that haven't really done a lot of shit yet. Uh, Street Profits retain the NXT Tag Team Champions in a great main event against Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. Uh, this is just a great match. These guys are on fire. Sucks they're just doing promos on Raw, but they got a lot more they could be doing. But basically to the end of it, four tagged in and uh, planted Orny Lurkin with Alabama Slam Montez. Followed it up with a standing moonsault on Birch. Near fall, Birch tagged in, hit four with a clothesline for a two-count. Dawkins hit Birch with a spine buster. Ford followed up with a big frog splash from the top rope. Angelo covered Danny Birch, and the Street Profits were saying the NXT Tag Team Champions. Great match here. Sucks to see these guys move up, because I feel like they're on fire right now. After the match, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Good to see Kyle O'Reilly. I mean, Bobby Fish doing well. No sling, no nothing. It looks like he's going to wrestle, so that's awesome. Came down to the ring. Basically, they won a title shot. They're there. And uh, that was NXT. A pretty solid, good episode. Uh, good to see Damian Priest on the road. Breakout tournament's still going good. Io Shirai. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. Uh, and uh, fucking uh, good uh, tag team title defense. Both good teams. Next week, we are getting an NXT Championship match. Adam Cole will put his title on the line for the first time. Also, we are getting Kushida versus the returning Apollo Crews. Hopefully, he's here to stay in NXT. This guy can be something big and brought right. But, yeah, that was NXT. Again, always enjoyable, always good. It's just an hour of really good, done wrestling. All right, now time for some really good shit. AEW's Fight for the Fall in Aired Live. From Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. Love the whole half arena, half outside thing they were doing. That was kind of really cool. Uh, Pre-show match was Sunny Kiss versus uh, Peter Alvon, a.k.a. the Librarian. So, uh, good little match here. You could definitely tell this was a showcase for Sunny Kiss. Um, uh, Sunny Kiss ended up winning with a split from the uh, second rope. Good little match here. Not bad, not bad. Uh, next match was uh, Shoko Nakajami and Bia. I always forget. Okay, forget. It's Bia Prisley, I think it is. Uh, Will Ospreay's uh, better half. Uh, very, 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 very high on this woman. She's been doing great at fucking um, stardom. Uh, actually had her stardom championship. And a Britt Baker and Riho. Uh, great, great match here. I uh, definitely think the right team won. <clears throat> fucking uh, Shoko and Bia won. Uh, Shoko is awesome. She kind of reminds me of fucking Koga from Inuyasha, so that was cool. But I think there's talks that Britt Baker might have gotten injured in this match. She There was a, like a weird, like they were having some missed timings. And apparently she actually is injured. So that sucks for her. Hopefully she'll be okay by the next time they actually go out. But next match, it is Sean Spears, MJF, and Sammy Guevara. Uh, loved Sammy Guevara wearing the DBZ-inspired gear. I thought it was pretty awesome. I was like, yo, my boy. <laughs> Versus the tag team of Joey Janela, Jimmy Havoc, and Darby Allen, The death match wrestlers, basically. 
<clears throat> uh, loved Sean Spears' whole new uh, theme song and uh, fucking entrance. I thought that was really cool. I like the whole scarf connected to the hoodie thing. That was really cool. MJF, of course, Heat Machine, like always. Joy Janela finally getting some recognition. This guy's always been pretty good, but he's never really gotten any hype for it. Not a big fan of Jimmy Havoc, the wrestler, because I, I don't think really Jimmy Havoc can wrestle that well, but that's just me. Darby Allen was over as fuck, so I guess that match with Cody worked out pretty fucking well. I thought I thought that was pretty great. Uh, MJF and uh, Sean Spears were having a little bit of, you know, fuck yous back and forth. Havoc, uh, it just... Havoc is hilarious. Jimmy Havoc is funny, though. This dude stuck up the middle finger like a hundred times in this match. He's just like giving the finger to everybody. He gave the finger to MJF while he rolled up a fucking Guevara for the two count. I thought that was fucking funny. Uh, there was a part where Joey Janela German suplex Guevara on the bottom turnbuckle. I thought that was pretty sick looking. Uh, Sean Spears tagged in to big old boost, so definitely that thing worked for Cody, man. Uh, Darby Allen also came in with a big pop. It's good to see Darby Allen getting some recognition, too. Uh, there was a spot where MJF was arguing with Sean Spears. He did the whole cartwheel, did the perfect 10 gimmick, and then gave him the double bird. So now fucking uh, MJF and Sean Spears are going at it. it. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But this actually turned into a pretty good match. But, yeah, it started off with a nice, nice, uh, solid uh, six-man tag. Uh, I love, thank God, that Sean Spears ended up winning. He, uh, Sean Spears tagged in, planted uh, Darby Allen with a fucking um, Hiroshi Hiroshi, the old Perfect Ten finish he used to do, and a big running Death Valley driver. I really like someone using the Death Valley driver as a finish, especially the way he did it. He, like, ran out. I thought it was really cool. <clears throat> but yeah, definitely a good, good opener. Uh, right guys went over for sure because the other guys really didn't need to win too much. Uh, that was cool too how uh, Sean Spears after the match went on Twitter and wrote, Dear Cody, I pinned the man you couldn't. Sincerely, your friendly neighborhood chairman also too. He had the chairman's shirt, which I thought was hilarious. But this was a great, great uh, starting off here. Sean Spears looking like a big, big heel Always been a fan of Ty Dillinger. I definitely think he can be big. He'll, he'll Ty Dillinger is where the money is at. He'll Ty Dillinger is where the money is at. Uh, all fillers talks to MJF. Got in a concussion in this match. was sucked. I'm like, oh man. Come on, guys. All stay healthy. Let's all stay healthy. Brandy Rhodes against Ali tonight. Uh, awesome Kong came down at ringside before the match. Uh, Rhodes tried to capitalize from attacking from behind. So Rhodes is a definite heel. Which I'm like, so is Cody a heel too? I can't even tell if Cody's a heel or not. He has the Triple H effect where it's like, is Triple H a heel or a babyface? Uh, Allie battled back, connected with a Russian luxury for a near fall to start the match. Allie rolled out of the ring, uh, got an awesome Kong's face. Rhodes capitalized with a drop kick through the rope. Started laughing at her. But to the end of it, this is actually not a bad match. I actually like Brandy as a wrestler. I feel like she has a lot of uh, <clears throat> potential. But 
Allie followed it up. She had a Death Valley driver of her own. Went for the cover, but Awesome Kong dragged Brandy to the apron. Rhodes tried to capitalize with a roll-up, but Allie kicked out. Allie locked in the Dragon Sleeper. Rhodes tapped out, but the referee was distracted by Awesome Kong. Rhodes hit the Bionic Spear, because, you know, Brandy's got that fucking, uh... Looking plate in her shoulder. One, two, three. Allie ended up losing, but she needed the help of Awesome Kong, so it keeps Allie strong and keeps, you know, Brandy looking like a piece of shit. Uh, after the match, Rhodes attacked Allie. Awesome Kong joined in. Aja Kong ended up coming out and having a stare down with Awesome Kong, so shit, that's gonna be a fucking stiff ass match we're gonna get. But this match was bad. It was alright. But it was alright, but. You got to see the Bionic Spear. But that's about it. <laughs> the Dark Order ended up advancing to the next round of the tag team tournament. They get a buy-in to the first round. It was the Dark Orders, Jack Evans and Angelico versus Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. This was my second favorite match of the night. It would have been the first if it wasn't for a guy known Kenny Omega. But this match was fucking awesome. Dark Order is, like, so great, uh, fucking, and Helico is one of my favorite, like, wrestlers out there, too, and what, what is there to say about Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy? It can't be said. These guys are fucking awesome. They need to win the tag team titles, man. They need to win. But Grayson and Jack Evans started off the match. Grayson is fucking awesome, by the way. This dude's got some moves. This dude, exactly how JR said it. He's not big. But he carries himself like a fucking star. He had a fucking awesome spin down Urinagi. Start the match. That was pretty cool. Um, Uno is actually a really good heel, too. I was like, oh, wow. This guy's actually a pretty good heel. He might not look like much, but he can hit some shit. But, God, this, this match had too many spots to talk about. But right away, when Luchasaurus came in, shit got crazy. So... Let me try to at least talk about this. So Luchasaurus tagged in finally. That was the big thing. The crowd fucking erupted. Luchasaurus grabbed Evans by the throat. Choke slammed onto a helicopter to the outside. Jungle Boy hit the best friends with the shooting star press off of Luchasaurus' shoulder. Uh, Uno got back in the ring. Evans hit Jungle Boy with a 450 splash for a near fall. Marco... Stunt came in, the little guy that follows Jungle Boy and uh, thing and uh, Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus ended up throwing this dude 90 feet in the air to fucking launch him to the outside to Angelico. Uh, Luchasaurus launched Evans to the air and Jungle Boy planted him with a power run. That was an awesome tactic maneuver. Like, I can't even describe this. Fucking basically, uh, Luchasaurus grabbed him, chucked this dude in midair, and Jungle Boy caught him reverse style in a fucking Liger bomb. I was like, what? What? The Dark Order then ended up beating the shit out of Jungle Boy in the ring. Lifted him up to the shoulders. Hit a sick looking tag team for this. They call it the Fatality. It's the gory special into a fucking 450 RKO. I was like, what the hell is going on? The tag team finish was fucking awesome. Uh, the Dark Order is definitely a team to be reckoned with. They got some sick ass maneuvers, but... This match was great. I cannot wait to see tag team wrestling like this. This was some good tag team shit. Uh, Hangman Page passed up against Kit Saban. I'm not going to lie. This match was okay. It was decent. Uh, crazy, scary spot where fucking Saban, Hangman Page took him and just fucking powerbombed this dude outside the ring into the ramp. It looked bad, man. Oh, my God. 
Um, Kip Saban is dead. Uh, I do give Kip Saban credit, though. He cut a mean, good-ass promo before this match on Hangman Page in the, in the pre-show. But pretty, pretty much another display of just Hangman Page being the shit out of this dude. But it was not bad. It was not bad. It was just uh, very slow-paced. Yeah, but that powerbomb to the to the ramp, oh, that was a bad. Uh, Kip Saban was also concentrating on Hangman's knee, which I appreciate, because I guess that's going to be the story going on now. So, <clears throat> Saban battled up. Uh, this was a good thing for Saban, though, because there was only 60 seconds left back in the match, but Hangman came back in. Uh, hit the dead eye for the win. One, two, three. After the match, Chris Jericho comes out as one of the Fucking, uh, well, I'm so used to calling the Super Smash Bros. Uh, one of the Dark Order's minions. Jericho beat the crap out of him. Hit a sick-looking codebreaker. He destroyed Hangman's eye. This dude was busted. Open, hard way. Hit him with the Judas effect. And basically, you know, good build to Hangman. Keeps getting wins. Jericho's looking strong still. And we're going to get that first ever tag team title. Lucha Bros... SCU SoCal Uncensored came out. Christopher Daniels was ringside. Uh, they all ended up uh, getting uh, beating up Christopher Daniels. Well, this is a great match, too. Lucha Brothers are on fire. SCU is over as fuck. Lucha Brothers is over as fuck. So you got a good combination when both teams are really fucking over. Uh Again, uh, so much stuff to go through for this match, but there was some definitely good shit. Uh, good spark of the match is uh, Pekka, Pentagon, Pentagon, Pentagon hit a senton, followed up with a double foot stomp from the top row for a two count, Kazarian hit Phoenix with a German suplex and hit Pentagon with a backbreaker, <clears throat> Frankie put Pentagon to the turnbuckle, planted with a big old DDT, Pentagon hit Scorpio Sky with a Canadian Destroyer, Lucha Bros followed up with the pile driver double foot stomp for the win, done, after the match, uh, Pentagon and, uh, Phoenix said, hey, we want a title shot. I mean, uh, we want a ladder match against the Young Bucks at All Out. So we're getting a ladder match between the fucking Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks. So what more can I say? This is fantastic. But this match was great. Definitely uh, the third best match on the show. This match is really good. I really wish SCU... I feel like SCU needed to win, but now that I saw what they're building to with the ladder match, I'm like, I kind of get it. And uh, match of the fucking night, man. Kenny Omega and Sema stole the fucking show. I, I can't even begin to, like, talk about how great this match was. Sema is a star, dude. This guy can go. This guy can wrestle his ass off. Again, it's Kenny Omega, so you know what you're getting with Kenny Omega. I'm glad he finally used the instrument. I mean, he didn't use the instrumental theme. He actually put the lyrics to it this time from the, the little V theme he has. But yeah, shit, uh, these guys beat the piss out of each other. I don't know how Omega or Sema have kneecaps left, but I'm going to try to talk about this match, but this match was just crazy. The story was Sema hitting every version of the Miriota you could think. This dude put those knees to work in this match. Uh, there was a crazy spot to the outside 
where Kenny was going to do something to Seema, where they keep the ring bell, the little table. Seema ended up taking down Kenny, putting him on that little tiny table, and hit the Muriora from the top of the ramp onto fucking Kenny's chest. No nothing, just spare chest. Kenny kicked out at the last moment. Uh, Kenny ended up coming back. Uh, Seema just kept... Seema hit a Muriora to the outside while Kenny was on the fucking apron. And that started a You Killed Kenny chant. Oh, my God. It was crazy. But, yeah, this match was long. This match was great. But just a fucking fantastic match. uh, Justin Roberts announces there's 10 minutes remaining. Seema smashed uh, Omega in the face. Omega and Seema traded stiff-ass shots. Uh, Kenny connected with a Tiger Driver. Went for the cover, but Seema kicked out. Omega hit Seema with a V-trigger, followed up, finally connecting the one-winged angel. And Omega and Seema, man, match of the night for sure. Great to see Kenny Omega in another one-on-one match, proving why he is the greatest wrestler in the world. But what a fucking match. What a great fucking match. Chris Jericho came down to the ring, and basically, you know, he cut a promo saying, where's my thank you? I had the reason people are here. Fucking Jacksonville should be referred to Jerksonville, which I thought was kind of funny. Basically, he even says that he can beat the crap out of everybody in all elite wrestling. He's the only real person that AEW's got. He's the only real deal. He beat Kenny Omega, double or nothing. He also said Jericho said the hangman's pretty good, but he's going to leave him laying it all out. A hangman actually came out and started beating the crap out of Jericho. They got into it. Hangman started cursing at the dude. But a good build here, at least. I'm glad that they're giving Hangman such a big spotlight because this dude deserves it, man. This dude's great. Main event time. It is the Young Bucks versus Cody and Dustin Rose. The Rose Brothers versus the other brothers. Brothers, 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 brothers. Uh, great main event here. Great tag team wrestling. Um... Young Bucks ended up winning the match, which I did not see coming. And they won cleanly with the Melter Driver. I did not see that coming. But this is a great match here. It's so weird to see fucking Dustin and K. Goldust still hanging at this level. Like, I don't know how this dude is, like, hanging. Uh, there was a cool spot where fucking um, the Young Bucks bent down and did the whole, you know, Rhodes Brothers thing where they hit him with the kick or hit him with the punch. And then the Rhodes Brothers ended up having the super kick party. I thought that was really cool. But to the end of the match, uh, Cody and Dustin hit the Young Bucks with a couple of super kicks. Nick planted Cody with the crossroads. Uh, Matt went for the cover, but Cody kicked out at two. Nick hit Dustin with a crossbody to the outside of the ring, then hopped onto the apron. Young Bucks hit Cody with the Melcher Driver, one, two, three, and Cody took the pin, too. So I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, that should have been Dustin. <laughs> After the match, uh, Matt said that Cody and Dustin were the best tag team he's ever faced. Uh, Chad Khan and several other performers interrupted. Like I'm guessing they ran out of time because they never got to finish the promos between the Young Bucks and uh, the Rhodes Brothers. They came out. Uh, they held the check for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for victims. For the victims, basically, because this was a charity event. Uh, Cody took a jab at WWE saying, you cannot counter-program what All Elite Wrestling is doing. The crowd chanted AEW. The crowd at, uh, Cody asked the crowd if they're coming with them when they go to TNT, and the crowd chanted, yeah. Kenny Omega comes out, thanks the crowd for their contributions. 
basically, Kenny says, I can't do the pose because, you know, it's for victims of gun violence. But we're going to change it up today. You know, good night and goodbye. Boing. <laughs> and then uh, he kept it simple. But, yeah, this was a great fucking show. Uh, Kenny versus Seema, man. That's, like, legit on match of the year for me right now. One of the matches of the year for me, definitely. Next to, like, Osprey and Shingo or fucking Osprey and uh, fucking uh, Dragon Lee. But there, that was a great, great match. Or Cody Ibushi versus Naito. But that was just a great match. Great, great match. Um, Kenny versus Seema, best match on the show. Second best was, was Luchasaurus versus Dark Order versus... Um, Oh, what's the other thing? <laughs> what are you gonna say? That match is really good too. Luchasaurus look like a fucking star. Um, and uh, Dustin and Cody versus the Young Bucks is a great fucking match too. Um, just really can't wait for fall, man. I cannot wait to fucking AEW be on TV. Just some great, great wrestling, like always. There's nothing really much you can ask for. Like, you got good wrestling and. Anywhere Kenny Omega goes, I'm going to follow, because that is legit the greatest wrestler in the world. I'll say it over and over and over again. Ah, let us get to WWE Extreme Rules. I was not a fan of this show. There was some glimmers of hope, but boy, I was just not into the show. Like I don't know if it's just me. Like I tried to be op- optimistic about WWE, but I was just not into the show. Um, pre-show match, Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Finn Balor for the IC title. A good little match here, but their match on SmackDown was better, which I'm like, what the hell? But basically, Nakamura uh, hits a Kinshasa to the back of the head, goes back in, hits a Kinshasa to the front of the head, because, you know, the front of the head is more deadlier than the back of the head, and we have a new Intercontinental Champion and Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, I don't know if this means anything. Probably won't, because it's WWE, but... Hopefully this means Finn Balor is joining the Bullet Club or, you know, the Balor Club or whatever the fuck because AJ needs another boy in there, man. We need to get the official team back together. Um, Next match, Tony Nese versus Drew Gulak. This is actually a pretty good match. I actually thought this match was actually really, really good. Uh, Gulak looks like a fucking star, dude. This dude's just throwing moms out there, stepping people. Uh, Nice looks for a live battle slam. Gulak escapes with the power bomb on Nice for the two count. Gulak follows up with a cyclone crash and scores a three count. One, two, three. Uh, still, the cruiserweight champion Drew Gulak, Koopa Gulak. So this was actually a pretty good match. Uh, match opens up the night. It is Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre versus The Undertaker and Roman Reigns. And I'm gonna give Undertaker credit, man. This guy. This guy did pretty good. I am not an Undertaker fan whatsoever. I think this guy should have quit a long time ago. This guy should have lost to Triple H in the Hell in a Cell match, the end of an era match. It should have been over right there. But this was this guy took some bumps, man. I, I give the dude credit. I give the dude credit. He actually hit old school, which I haven't seen him do. Uh, it's... Like, it's weird. It sucks that finally someone beat the crap out of Shane, but it had to be The Undertaker. Like, that should have gone to a younger guy, but I give Undertaker credit, man. I give Undertaker credit. He got put through the announce table. Shane McMahon put him through the announce table with a flying fucking leap of faith elbow. 
He took some shit in this match. I give him a lot of credit. He took the coast to coast with the trash can, which looked to hit right on the point. Uh, that was awesome, though, because after they did all this, Undertaker no-sells and sits up, grabs Shane by the throw, hits him with a choke slam. Elias came up to help. Take a choke slam his ass, too. Uh, Drew looks to hit uh, the big kick on Taker, but Roman Reigns interrupts with a spear midway. Uh, he takes Shane, tosses it to the Undertaker, and says, you're done now. Taker hits a tombstone, one, two, three. Uh, yeah, no holes barred tag team match, which is stupid. They were still tagging towards the middle of it. Because, like, everything broke out anyway. But this was a, actually not a bad match. This was a pretty good opener. And I, I give Undertaker credit, man. Hopefully, uh, he actually didn't even look too bad. He actually did a lot of his moves, though. I, I give him a little credit. I give him a little credit. I don't know where the fuck we go from here with the graveyard dogs. The oh, God, so horrible. But I don't know where we go from here. So it looks like, like finally someone beat the shit out of Shane. But I don't know if he's just going to continue to pick on Roman. Because this feud... Has gone on way too fucking long. Way, 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 way too long. So, we'll see. Next match, Revival versus Usos. I didn't even know this match was fucking happening, but I'm glad we got it. It was actually a really good match. Uh, and the Revival won cleanly with the fucking Shatter Machine, which I'm like, that's fucking rare. So, yeah, good stuff here. Good, good tag team wrestling. This is a great match, and... Again, one clean with the Shatter Machine on the fucking Usos, which is crazy. Uh, good for the Revival. Good for the Revival. Match I was looking forward to the most and ended up being my favorite match of the night. Cesaro versus Aleister Black. Uh, Cesaro, uh, Aleister Black doesn't look too different here. Still the same from before. But great, great match. The match starts off with Cesaro just uppercutting the boots out of Aleister Black. Like I mean, this guy charged at him and just gave him the... Biggest fucking uppercut. Uh, they beat the crap out of each other. Uh, Cesaro sits down and then looks at Aleister Black like, boy, you don't want none of this. Uh, great, great match here. This is a good match. I really wish I had more time. But getting into the end of it, Cesaro transitions into the cross face on Black. Black fights out. Black hits a big V-trigger to the face. Both men are down. Uh, Black and Cesaro trade shots in the ring. Cesaro looks for the neutralizer. Black's escape. Uh, this is kind of cool because Black hit a bunch of like kicks. And then out of nowhere, mid-combination, he just hits the black mass. So I thought it was kind of cool. But yeah, Aleister Black ends up winning the match. He, he wins his re-debut, if you really want to call it that. Uh, good stuff here. Cesaro looked like a star. Aleister Black looked good. Uh, hopefully they do something with these guys. Aleister Black would be an awesome choice to take the title off Kofi. I'm just saying. Uh... Uh, R-Truth backstage looking for Hornswoggle. He asked Alexa Bliss, he was Hornswoggle back there. And he's just like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, do that. Uh, Street Profits are there, and they're looking at Alexa and Nikki, and I guess they like him or something. I don't know what's going on. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus Bailey. I'm going to be honest with you. I did not watch this match. I did not give a single flying fuck about this match. But Bailey. Hits an elbow drop and wins, I, I guess, from what I saw from the replay. I just don't care. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. I just don't care. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley in the last man standing match. Bruh. That, th this match was crazy. Like, they, they did some shit up in here. I, I'm going to try to describe it. But, yeah, actually, this match is worth seeing. This is my second favorite match of the night, definitely. Uh, that's what I'm saying. This pay-per-view had potential, but the ending just made me throw up in my sleep, bro. 
Like, we, we start off hot. We start off hot with the taxi match with the Graveyard Dogs. We start off good, and then we get to the, you know, whatever the fuck that women's match was. And then we get Strowman versus Bobby, which is pretty good shit. But basically, they started off, and Braun goes at him. Lashley comes in with a fucking spear out to the floor. They brawl to the crowd. There's some cool stuff. There's an awesome spot where Braun takes Bobby to the merch table. And you know how they got the merch wall? He gives him a fucking suplex to the merch wall. I thought that was awesome. I was like, I've never seen someone get suplexed to the wall of merchandise. I thought that was really cool. Uh, uh, Bobby flips the announce table of Braun. It's one of their favorite spots to do where they get buried. Uh, Braun walks it out. So any of the match is pretty fucking awesome. They come fighting down to the platform. Braun picks up Bobby, hits him with a power slam through the fucking floor. They have this giant wooden like box that Braun hits the power slam in. The ref can't see any of them, and he starts counting, which I'm like, why the fuck is the ref counting if he can't see who's down? And then we get our answer. Braun Strowman, a.k.a. the fucking Kool-Aid man, busts through the wall. Oh, yeah. And he just busts through the fucking wall. I thought this was a great fucking match. I love the ending of this match. I really wish Bobby Lashley would have won, because I feel like Bob needed it more. Big fucking Lashley. But yeah, uh, Bobby Lashley's down, Braun Strowman wins, and hopefully we get we get something from here. This is this is pretty good. Uh Rowan and Daniel versus Heavy Machinery and Big E and Xavier Woods. Again, uh great uh, triple threat tag team match here. Uh New Day ended up winning. They hit the midnight hour. Uh Daniel Bryan. I really hate how Daniel Bryan takes the pen for all this stuff, but uh, great match here. Great match here. Uh, hopefully this means Daniel Bryan goes back to the main event scene now that they lost the tag team title. But I definitely predicted the New Day winning because I'm pretty sure they would want all the New Day to be champions. So. Paul Heyman backstage for an interview saying, hey, by the way, Brock Lesnar's cashing in. Or is he? Am I lying? Am I Paul Heyman? Which I thought that was pretty funny. Basically, you know, ECW, Philadelphia, yada, yada, yada. Ricochet versus AJ Styles for the U.S. title. Uh, AJ has his boys with him. Uh, again, uh, good match here. Um, uh, Anderson gets on the apron and Ricochet kicks him. The referee helps Anderson back out the ring. He gets him out of there. Gallo hits a cheap shot on Ricochet from behind. This leads to AJ hitting the Styles clash on the middle rope. They're really promoting this fucking ambulance clash now. And the new U.S. champion, AJ Styles. Um... AJ get another win. I don't mind. Uh, Ricochet lost that title pretty quickly, but hopefully this just continues the feud because these guys have some great matches. But where do you go from here? Hopefully, um, I don't know where you go from here. I don't. I don't know why AJ kind of won the title, but hopefully it's just to give some t- steam. And uh, I'm hoping the fucking club ends up winning the tag team title soon, but I don't know. So we'll see. We're probably gonna get the club feuding with like uh, New Day or something. I don't fucking know. Because, you know, wild card rule, baby. So, uh, yeah, this is actually a pretty good match. Some pretty good stuff here. Uh, there was a really cool uh, spot where uh, AJ fucking scoop slammed uh, Ricochet, but he turned it into a Scorpion Death Chop midway. That was cool. Uh, AJ hit the Torture Rack Bomb, which is always good to see. I, I love when AJ uses old TNA offense. It just puts me in a good mood. But, yeah, this was a pretty good match. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Dolph Ziggler is up next, and I swear to you, I'm not making this up. I was on my phone. I looked up 
and I was like, I bet you this is going to be a squash match to the to my cousins I was watching with. And yup, Kevin Owens looks at him, face to face, ding, 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 stunner, done, one, two, three. I, I'm telling you, Dolph Ziggler needs to leave. He's gone, man. He, he lost to Kofi a million times in a row, three times in a row. He just got squashed by Kevin Owens. He got destroyed by Roman Reigns on SmackDown. Dolph Ziggler needs to leave ASAP. I don't get it. Like, this guy's really fucking good, but this is crazy. Uh, Owens takes the... Uh, Owens takes the microphone, starts cutting a promo on Shane, so I guess this is the next feud. Uh, Owens says that Shane is taking more television time for the wrestlers who deserve it. Owens says he is spears he spears it for himself and everyone he speaks for everyone in the locker room when he says Shane McMahon can go kiss his ass and go straight to hell. Oh my god, this was my biggest disappointment, man. Samoa Joe versus Kofi Kingston. Joe beats the crap out of him, man. A uh, great spot where Joe takes his middle finger and takes it off on the uh, the ladder. I mean on the stairs. And crushes Kofi's middle finger. He's aiming at the middle finger the whole time. And this match ends so fucking stupid. Joe goes for a clothesline. Kofi dodges it. Joe comes back. Trouble in paradise. Done. Clean as a whistle. Joe looks like a complete fucking fool. Like I don't understand why they do this to Samoa Joe every time. He's about to touch greatness. He's doing great promos. But he always loses every time. How many shots of a he beat what did it AJ beat him four times for the WWE Championship? He lost to Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship when they actually had gold there. Even this, you could have had Joe be the one. Like, ugh. but no, you gotta have the New Day as champions. Now they're all champions. I don't know what. Ugh. This is bad. This is bad. This is bad. And a match that pissed me off even more, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch versus Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans in an Extreme Rules match. You wouldn't know that because in the beginning, they were just tagging around like a bunch of idiots. Uh, usual WWE Extreme Rules match. A lot of kendo stick stuff here. Um, it was a funny spot where Corbin and Lacey both did a choke slam to uh, both of them. But these guys got the shit. Like, Corbin and Lacey absolutely did nothing. These guys got the crap beat out of them the whole time. Uh, Lacey was busted open from the mouth, which uh, seemed pretty still bad, but I, oh my god. The coolest spot of this fucking match was Corbin hits a deep six, Be- Becky breaks it up, Let's, Lacey hits the ring, but Becky throws her out. Corbin looks at Becky and plants his bitch. He hits her with the end of days. The crowd lost it because they finally, finally brought back some women violence, which is crazy to show how evil the crowd is. Seth is looking on, which I'm like, Corbin, you fucking idiot. You just hit Becky Lynch with the end of days. Pin her. Why the hell did you not pin her? It is winner take all. That means you can pin her and win both titles. But no, Corbin's like an idiot just looking at her. Seth grabs a kendo stick, beats the shit out of Corbin, hits a steel chair, beat the shit out of Corbin, hits three curve stomps. I'm like, oh my God, how is anyone supposed to take Baron Corbin seriously? How? How? They're ruining fucking Seth Rollins. This Becky Lynch thing has been a failure. I've been saying this since after her WrestleMania win. 
Oh my god. And Seth Rollins looks like a fucking doofus 90% of the time. You basically just made Baron Corbin the biggest loser on the planet. Lacey has legit done nothing but lose to Becky Lynch. And then to put the cherry on top, Brock Lesnar comes in, cashes the money in the bank. Brock Lesnar hits an F5, done, one, two, three. Brock Lesnar gets the Universal Championship back. And that is our Extreme Rules end. Um, at this point, Rollins is such a doofus that I was in favor of Brock Lesnar winning. Um, I don't know what the hell goes on from here. Because legit, if we get a regular rematch of Brock Lesnar versus fucking Seth Rollins, that's going to be stupid as hell. That's going to be dumb. But uh, this pay-per-view is just... Ew, I just did not like it. It, it was just... They could have done so much more. Uh, the, the people on the card are good. Uh, Aleister Black. Uh, Aleister Black uh, and Cesaro was definitely the highlight of the pay-per-view, but... Uh, I don't know. This was just not a good show to me. I was very, very disappointed. Um, even the surprise of Brock Cashian didn't really help it. Like, it, it, I'd rather have Brock as champion because legit, I don't know why Seth Rollins feels like such a doofus. Like, Seth is like legit one of my favorite wrestlers. Has been since I saw him in Ring of Honor. And this guy is just, just stupid. Like, he just feels like an idiot. It's exactly what I said. They just feel like, it feels like I'm just watching an episode of Scooby-Doo. And, like, these guys are just stupid. Like, ooh, like Corbin legit feels like a Scooby-Doo villain. Like, he just does stupid stuff. And then he's like, whoa, he trips up or something. And then he's like, oh, I would have gotten away with it, but you guys stopped me. But, ugh. That's it for me, though. Uh, a lot of wrestling to talk about. I didn't catch a chance to watch the Evolve show or the G1. So, hopefully, next time I can talk more about the G1 and Evolve, I'll finally catch up to that. Well, maybe I'll drop an extra episode and review both of those separately. But, uh, Fight for the Fallen was fucking great. Uh, Raw was actually pretty good. SmackDown was mediocre. Extreme Rules was trash to me. I did not like it at all. Um, it was okay. Like, it started off okay, went down, went a little bit back up, and then went crashing down. Oh, as soon as I saw the Kofi Kingston Samoa Joe match, I was done. The main event, I was done. The Bailey match, I was done. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Why, why, why? Well, that's it for me. I'll catch you guys next time. Peace out.